This was a blog I wrote um, in March of 2020, and it was right after the whole COVID lockdown started happening. So here it goes. I wrote about marriage and how it doesn't exist in God's kingdom. That was something that surprised me. So here it is. After week number one at home, for the stay home order in most of our communities, some people may read this and feel relief. Just kidding. And others may get anxiety. As I was reading the Bible for the first time in the fall of 2019, I read this statement Jesus made when he was talking about the resurrection. A detail I never heard before or thought about, but when I read it, I had more questions. The statement is, marriage is for people here on earth, but in the age of age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. That's in, found in Luke, one of the Gospels, chapter 40, verses 34 through 35. The question that came to mind after reading that was, why does marriage exist from a biblical perspective? What is the purpose of marriage? Number two, why is so much emphasis placed on marriage in the Bible? And number three, if marriage is important enough to address in the Bible, then why is it not part of eternity? I thought about writing on this subject some months ago, but then changed my mind staying away from it because of potential controversy. But when this scripture came up again, I'm currently daily reading parts of the Bible covering teachings from Jesus. And I woke up today when I wrote this at 2 a.m. And this was the next one I would read. I decided maybe I should write about it. Maybe the timing is right. So why does marriage exist from a biblical perspective? And what is the purpose of marriage? The biblical answer is, God created this union, what we call marriage, and the purpose was for man not to be alone, to have a helper, to have children, and to take care of the earth. The supporting Bible verses are below in the written form, and I will read them to you. First of all, when researching this, my goal is avoiding what I've, quote, learned anywhere and only looking in the Bible, not adding personal beliefs. With that in mind, what is the definition of marriage from the Bible? Well, in Genesis, the first book, verses 27 through 28, this is the New Living Translation. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. In Genesis 2 verse 7, New Living Translation, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. In Genesis 2.15, New Living Translation, 
the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Genesis 2.18, then the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Genesis 2.24, the New Living Translation version. There isn't a marriage ceremony, but it states, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. And after this is the first reference in the Bible to wife and husband. In Genesis 3.20, New Living Translation, the names Adam and Eve were mentioned. What is the definition of marriage from the dictionary? Dictionary.com says, quote, any of the diverse forms of interpersonal union established in various parts of the world to form a familial bond that is recognized legally, religiously, or socially, granting the participating partners mutual conjugal rights and responsibilities and including, for example, opposite-sex marriage, same-sex marriage, plural marriage, and arranged marriage. Very much of an expanded definition, but not biblically based regarding what marriage is. Why is so much emphasis placed on marriage in the Bible? Biblical answer, because marriage affects a person's relationship with God, either in a positive way or a negative way. The supporting verses from the Bible are referenced here. Until Jesus began teaching about God, what everyone knew about God was from the Old Testament. By historically documented events, God's chosen people and prophets who told of things that actually happened later or in the future of their time. In the Old Testament, through God's chosen people, we first learned about how marriage affects a person's relationship with God in Genesis 3 verses 1 through 19. When sin entered and hurt the relationship between God and humans, God punished the humans for the sin of disobedience to God. Throughout much of the Old Testament in the Bible, there is a reference to wife, but there are also servants, concubines, etc., who had children with some of God's chosen people. One of the first examples, Abraham's wife was Sarah, but he also had a child, Ishmael, with Hagar, a servant, as suggested by Sarah and with permission from Sarah because Sarah was unable to have children. But in the very later years, God promised Sarah a son and then she had Isaac. This situation caused ongoing continual problems between Sarah and Hagar, but God ended up blessing both of them both of the sons, and the Bible doesn't record anything about a punishment for everyone, for any one of them, but it does comment on Abraham's strong relationship with God. Abraham was a prophet of God, according to Genesis 20, verse 7. This is an example where God doesn't appear to punish, or at least it wasn't recorded. Abraham married again after Sarah died and had more children. Isaac's son Esau had two wives, and his other son Jacob had two wives also. 
These multiple marriages also caused numerous problems, but not directly with God. However, during the same time, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of wickedness, sin, and immorality, because the people were turning away from God. So why are these treated differently? The destruction of the cities in Sodom and Gomorrah occurred before the Ten Commandments were given. This happened around uh, 1445 BC. Regarding the commandments, the first four commandments are essentially about people making God the priority above all else. The next six commandments are essentially about how people should treat each other. In the New Testament, when Jesus asked, what is the most important commandment? He stated this, first is to love God and the second, but equally important, love each other. King David, Jesus's ancestor, whom God was pleased with most of the time, broke at least a couple of the commandments when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband killed in war. God did punish them when the first child they had died, but they had another child who later became King Solomon, and God was initially pleased with him too. King Solomon was known as the wisest and built a temple for God. But even the wisest King Solomon was turned away from God by marrying pagan women and having multiple wives. There are numerous examples in the Old Testament where intermarriage between tribes turned good people from God, destroying the relationship with God. Also, in the book of Ezra, the Israelites made a covenant with God to divorce their pagan wives. And in the book of Nehemiah, he also made them promise they would not intermarry with pagan people. So all of these examples show how joining with someone God doesn't bless harms the relationship. Or I guess in other words, joining with someone who doesn't have God as a priority creates a problem. So the last question I had, if marriage is important enough to address in the Bible, then why is it not part of eternity? My personal conclusion based on information from the Bible for this answer, it seems clear to me that God wants our attention. He wants to be the priority and focus of our lives, and rightly so, because he created us. So who we marry matters to God because the spouse will either build our relationship with God or destroy our relationship with God. The relationship with God is what matters most to him. Wedding vows often do include till death do us part. And this makes even more sense to me now because there isn't marriage in God's kingdom, which is life after death, based on what Jesus said. Also, it seems that Jesus used the concept of marriage so people would better understand the relationship Jesus has with the church based on something familiar to them, marriage. Jesus often referenced weddings. In the New Testament, after Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, Paul, who was, whose name was formerly known as Saul, and he was the one who persecuted Christians, was called by God. 
He converted to Christianity and wrote much about love and marriage in the Bible. Most of what is taught about Christian love and marriage comes from Paul. As I'm finishing this, the conclusion almost makes marriage sound unimportant. While it does support what Jesus said in the Bible, I think it's also important to reflect on the fact that God created this union in the beginning and everything God creates is good. As humans and not a God, our sins can mess up what God created for good.